three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter. Uh, if you celebrate it, Merry Christmas. If uh, today is not your day, Happy Holidays. I hope you're all staying safe out there during this holiday season. I've got a review here for everyone for Wonder Woman 1984, which is the latest DC offering. Directed once again by Patty Jenkins, uh, written by her and DC, um, I'd probably DC just super, Superman almost at this point, uh, in Jeff Johns, who you've known for multiple DC stories and runs, uh, the most recently being, or one of the most recently being Doomsday, uh, Doomsday Clock, which will, uh, factor into, uh, my thoughts on the film, so... Okay, if you've not listened to the podcast before, first off, welcome. If you've listened to the podcast for amount of time, you understand that I have had a very, I'll be kind and call it tumultuous, uh, <laughs> relationship with DC on the live action front. Their animated stuff, while there have been some misses uh, more recently in the last five years or so, DC is in a class of all by itself when it comes to uh, when it comes to their animated stuff uh for the most part at least this film <sighs> i was really concerned heading in this movie just because sequelitis is a thing and something that o to the j uh oj as, as he's been on uh the podcast before has even says that sequelitis is a thing especially when it comes uh to a film that has such an incredible high at first almost by default you have nowhere to go but down so, was that the case for this movie? So, the movie picks up in 1984. Diana is working as uh, uh, Diana's working at this place where she's going ahead and working with artifacts. And so, she runs into, not runs into, but she's working with uh, uh, Kristen Wiig's Barbara, who is played, uh, who is again played by Kristen Wiig. And that is kind of where the movie started to lose me a little bit because the opening scene of this basically shows uh the mascara ninja warrior and i thought that <coughs> pardon me i thought that scene in particular is so incredibly well done because you see diana as a kid there's this big uh obstacle course essentially and diana is trying to go ahead and keep up uh, you know with these amazons who are older than her. Diana's a kid at the, at this point in the film. She's probably maybe eight or nine. Eh, nine or ten, I'd say, maybe. But as a kid, you see that fire. You see that inspiration that we see from Diana in the first Wonder Woman film. She is really, she is really wanting to set the bar. And not to set the bar, but hell, to be the bar when it comes to everyone around her and to be that inspiration and it's DC's it's the closest DC will probably get to the opening scene of Indiana Jones and the last crusade, which honestly I love it's only maybe a eight minute scene or so maybe 10 minutes, 
But that whole opening scene, I thought was so incredibly well done. And I love that. I was like, okay, this is really fun. I, I, I dig this. So then we go ahead and go to 1984. And I will say DC, I wasn't around in 1984. I was born in 87. But the way they show Washington, DC, it felt more like Vice City than it did, <laughs> than it did Washington, DC. Because this movie even starts off with this woman getting married on a bridge for some reason and her having to say, uh, and, uh, Diana having to save her, uh, to save her from falling off said bridge. There are these two young punks who are, uh, not street racing, but they're speeding and they almost run this woman down. Uh, they almost run this woman down, but that's on the way for Diana to go to the small and stop these two, uh, these burglars, who one of which ends up dangling a kid <laughs> off the, off the, off a ledge, which I was sitting there going, what is happening right now? But the, the movie in particular, <sighs> this is such a hard movie for me to grade, because there are things that I like, but there are several things, I don't get into these, that genuinely offend me, and I'm gonna, tr I'm gonna say right now, if you don't, if you do not want any spoilers, I will tell you, I'll, I'll give a point in the, in the interview or in the review where I just say it's spoiler heavy from here on out. So I'm going to try to dance around this a little bit. So, okay. Diana isn't really Wonder Woman too much in the film. This is actually closer paced in that, in that reference to something like Iron Man three or Dark Knight Rises. You really don't get a lot of Diana as Wonder Woman until the last 30, eh, 40 minutes, I would say, of the film. So you almost go almost a third, really, without her being Wonder Woman. And that might be a problem for some people. I, for me, it wouldn't be a problem if they established Diana more of what you love about her, more of that hopeful, more of that uh, courageous, that independent woman. But the problem with this film is that it's really having an identity crisis. The film itself doesn't really know what it wants to do with Diana because she is the third best actor in this movie. Um, as much crap as I give Chris Pine and I will say, Mr. Pine, sir, uh, I'm sure you smell fresh, but uh, <laughs> but Mr. Pine, uh, Chris, he, this is maybe his best performance since Hell or High Water. Like He's amazing in this movie. And the way that him and Gal do work together, the way they bring him back, I won't spoil how they do it, but that is kind of one of my issues with the films that they don't really establish how he's brought back because he's brought back, but he's not brought back. And maybe if I hadn't just watched Soul, I wouldn't be so like, oh, why are you kind of doing that? But it's something that I definitely noticed and I went, uh, okay, I don't love that, but I digress. The chemistry between Steve and Diana is there. But again, I think this is where I do have to start criticizing the film. For the first film, I think that's okay. But for this film where we're supposed to learn more about Diana and it is a sequel and we should, in theory, be establishing her more because we clearly know Steve Trevor won't be staying. This is a movie that is very directly affected by male characters 
um, in terms of the females. And I think that in particular is my biggest issue with it. Every real reaction or motivation is somehow tied uh, to being a man. Kristen Wiig's character, Barbara, she is not just shunned. People hate her ass for no reason whatsoever, except that apparently she wears glasses. And it's one of those things that, yes, is it an 80s trope? Absolutely. I have no problem with you with people using the 80s to enhance what they're what they're presenting. I mean, Stranger Things has done a great job of that. But when you're a slave to the time that you're setting your film in, that's a really big issue. And there is something that happens later on that I'll get to here that I really found uh, downright offensive that flat out dropped the film uh, a full letter grade for me. The initial fight between Diana and these burglars, I did actually appreciate because you do get to see how her power base is kind of improved. You see that she's able to go ahead and, you know, uh, smash a gun in her hands like it's nothing. The way she's able to use angles with the lasso. She uses the lasso quite a bit more in this. And considering that's her main weapon, that's something that just knowing the character, being a fan of character, I went, yeah, this actually makes a lot more sense that you're using uh, the lasso more. That was something that was actually a very pleasant surprise. I was like, okay, I really dig this. But then we get to these uh, to these other things for Barbara to beat Cheetah. And I think this is my biggest problem overall for Barbara to beat Cheetah. You need to feel like Diana and Barbara are friends. And the problem is that given the legwork they do, they never feel like friends. Diana always feels like she kind of happens to just keep Barbara around almost like a almost like a hurt bird or something. It feels like she's almost appeasing uh, Barbara than actually being friends with her. And that's a really big issue with this film. Because Diana, uh, to, again, quote uh, O to the J, she really does have the superiority complex that the movie never fully checks. And for me to cheer for this hero, because Diana, again, is supposed to be this virtue of truth. The, the film itself talks about truth. All, quite a bit in this movie it really makes it feel like truth is the most important thing um important thing in the world uh hashtag fake news but but they they really hammer home how important truth is and at the end of the day it never feels like diana finds hers independent from steve and again that goes back to my point of i think that this is basically dc's version of ps uh, of a ps i love you where as I'm watching it, I'm like, okay, this is a dash of PS I Love You. And this starts off being at points almost a homage, uh, like a homage to uh, the original Superman film. But while it starts off as Superman 1, it ends up being Superman 3. And at the end of the day, that's the biggest problem with this movie. And I know some people will definitely dispute that and say, this is the best thing ever. Oh my God, how how dare you? It's better than it's better than Batman. It's better, <laughs> it's better than Dark Knight. But you'd you'd be lying to yourself if you think that. It this is just all over the place. And I know some people, because I read some reviews on this, that some people were saying that they didn't like the first. Uh, the first third, I really enjoy the first, uh, I'd say 10 minutes of this movie. And then after that is kind of where it starts to meander a little bit. So of course, 
Pedro Pascal is in this movie as well as Maxwell Lord. Uh, sorry, Donald Trump. And let's, let's be clear. Pedro Pascal is having probably the best year of his career. Between Mandalorian Season 2, which I have not finished yet. I know, I know, I suck. But between that and this, uh, Pedro Pascal is my favorite part in this movie. He plays this just hammy enough that it really does hit for me. But then when the serious moments do come, those serious beats, he's such a great actor that he's able to carry those and you feel the weight of what he's saying. He is a con man. He is a terrible father. He is someone you're not supposed to cheer. But when he starts to go ahead and use use a stone and goes ahead and uses for his own uh, nefarious gains, I remember really thinking, okay, this is something I can get behind. And the stone itself is so the the mythos that they attach to it in a very short amount of time. Yes, it is very um, uh, it's very heavy in exposition when they lay everything out. But Diana has this look of fear on her face when you kind of find out the history of the stone that I thought was so <coughs> that I thought was so so well done, and I absolutely love that aspect of it. The way they kind of set up the MacGuffin here. I think works really well. Going back to something else that I really was not a fan of, there's a scene where Barbara is walking home. And this is something I talked about with Birds of Prey, and I'm going to keep bringing it up. I understand that men can be incredibly shitty. Do not misunderstand. I admit men can be terrible. But it's almost like, like Barbara basically has to go through sexual assault, uh, like 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 sexual uh, sexual assault, uh, like walkway essentially because all these guys are catcalling hey baby hey sexy what's going on this is like at the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere in this fucking park so I found that very like hard to believe to be honest I'm sure it happens or it's happened but just the way the way that was done I was like I don't love that and I think that's a little far-fetched the thing, too, though, is that when this incredible piece of shit tries to sexually assault Barbara, Diana goes ahead and lays his ass out. Good job, as well she should have. But the issue I have is that they just leave him there. They just, Like, Diana just knocks him down, and he's, you know, on the side, on the sidewalk, like, squirming, like, oh! And they don't take him to jail or anything. I mean, she's a fucking witness. Like, they could go ahead and go, hey! Like, he was trying to sexually assault my friend. And then Diane doesn't even walk her home. And that was something I was like, well, okay, so you'll save her, but you won't close the loop? Like, like that was something I found incredibly selfish on her part. That really, I for me, does not fit the character at all that has been established in the first Wonder Woman. Which I think is incredibly unfair, not just to Gal, but to the audience as well considering what we know about this character and how you really set that up. Um, going through other stuff here, the cinematography in this film is incredibly well done. While I do have issues, as I've laid out some already, it it's a very pretty movie. The aesthetic of it, it uses the, the 80s neon colors and stuff like that. I think it uses that very well. I love the way that the new Wonder Woman costume looks. It's way heavier on the on the brightness of the gold and red. I really like that because it really makes it stand out from, I think the costumes have gotten way too dreary over at DC. Like these comic, these, these comics are supposed to be celebrations. 
of these characters, and I'm really happy that they're actually that they actually leaned uh, that they leaned into that more. Um, as I mentioned, the way they bring back Steve Trevor, but don't bring back Steve Trevor. That's something that I I, I won't go into that because I I don't want to spoil it. But I but that was something I was like, okay, I don't love the way you're kind of wrapping this up, but okay, fine. Um, there's a scene, and I'm gonna kind of maybe make this make this my last point because I really don't. I want people to discover this movie as much for themselves as possible, even though I am <laughs> pointing out many critiques. There is a scene where they go to Egypt, and this is something that immediately knocked this movie down significantly by the second for me. There's this point where Max uh, or Maxwell Lord goes to Cairo to get some oil rights from this uh, uh, from this uh this guy who uh, whose magical wish is for him and his to sorry for him to regain his ancestral lands and to cast out all these heathens. So that already I'm like, okay, you're on very flimsy territory right now. You should stop right now. But then there's this fight, this long, pretty drawn out road chase where Diana and Steve are trying to take down this private Egyptian security force, which. If you heard that right, that means that Diana messes with a bunch of Egyptians with vehicles that are conveniently, very clearly marked with Arabic, uh, with uh, Arabic blaze that then go ahead and explode. Then she then saves a couple kids by speaking Arabic to them who look upon her like she might as well be fucking Jesus. Uh, well, God is a woman, uh, but just look on her like they would worship her and bow at her feet right there before Diana gets them back to her mom. Because, of course, um, who the mother who is dressed and clothed head to toe in all black. Um, the symbolism there, I will let you read in that for yourselves. But what the film is portraying and showing in that scene is downright irresponsible. And it's one of those things where I go, Gal being an uh, being an Israeli actress who already gets troll uh, trolled anyway. Um, why would you have her beat up a bunch of faceless but clearly Arab men in a film that takes place in 1984? Which, if you follow your actual timelines, would put that two years after Israel invaded Lebanon, which. I have to point out, again, the original Wonder Woman was banned because of Gal's nationality. Who did that? Who thought that was a good idea? It's such a bad, bad idea. And it really is irresponsible on the part of DC. The fact of the matter is, for all those people who work at that company, the fact no one went, hey, this is pretty offensive. We should probably not put this in here it doesn't really add anything to the movie actually the movie would probably flow better if we set this fight scene anywhere fucking else but no they just let it go and that's okay it's it's really irritating and and the fact of the matter is if you don't act like that's a problem you're being irresponsible in regards to the film and you're trying to give it a pass and no plain simple that's something that is incredibly offensive and something that a lot of people really should have been like, hey, that's really bullshit. And when they do explain Maxwell Lord's uh, backstory, 
that was something I really just went. That's like I hate that, and and I, I I will be honest. I don't recall if that's how it is in the comics, but that was something that I really just remember thinking this is bullshit, and I really hate that you're portraying it like that. Um, outside of that, I have other issues with the film, but to be honest, that's all spoiler stuff, and I don't really want to get into that. I want everyone to try it to. Enjoy this as much as possible without, uh, without you know me potentially in- influencing your your thoughts on this. So, getting my final thoughts here. This is a really, it's a disappointing movie because of what we got the first time, and and I and I really have to preface it with that. If this was the first in a trilogy, uh, or the first film in the franchise, I uh, let me put it like this. Something like Alita Battle Angel that I did not love, but I was a, I, I really did enjoy. I believe I gave that a B plus or an A minus because I know that that film deserves a sequel. And Disney, God help you, make a sequel to Alita. I don't know if I want a Wonder Woman sequel after watching this. Um, if this is what we're going to get for another sequel, I, I don't want another one. And I and I it makes me really sad to fucking say that. And to be completely honest, to put another layer of sadness to this shit, this could be what Black Panther 2 looks like. And I know people don't want to hear that, but we have to accept the reality that sequelitis is a thing. And let's let's be real, Gal is still around to play this character. We don't have Chadwick anymore, unfortunately. So this might be a case of Maybe they should just not make Black Panther two, and I and I've I've kind of started to grow more and more on the side of that. But I digress. Jeff Johns is a writer on this. Jeff Johns is Mister DC, as a lot of DC fans uh, portray him as. I just think he's getting stretched too thin at this point. Uh, between Star Girl, between uh, I haven't read it yet. Uh, OJ read it. Uh, Doomsday Clock. Uh, which he has issues with, but that was supposed to come out, uh, what, a year? It was supposed to come out a year earlier, and it got extended to two years. Like, he's, between that, between Stargirl, between this Green Lantern show that I'm sure he's going to have a big hand in, Jeff Johns is kind of being stretched and pulled in every direction right now. And at some point, he's going to have to pick and choose what's important to him. And, I and, I mean, that that's just what he's going to have to do. I don't know how much of this was him. I don't know if Patty had more to do with the script and maybe he, you know, just kind of contributed a thing here or there. But at the end of the day, for what this movie is, it's, it's such, it's so not what I needed this to be. It's not what a lot of us need this to be. It's not that beacon of hope that fair or not, a lot of people are are associating with this film. People were expecting this to save 2020 as far as the film industry and as maybe as far as even people going out to the theaters. But I'm sorry, y'all. This is not that movie. There is a good movie here. This is this is the closest thing. This is the last thing I'll say. This is like a worse version of Superman Returns. That's the best way I can kind of put it. It felt like like you know there's a story there that would connect with audiences. But for what this is and what they put out, this is not that film. I think if you take Cheetah out of this movie, it actually flows better. Because, again, 
Diana and Barbara aren't given enough time to actually become, uh, to be friends in order for them to become enemies. Like if you think about something like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, if they had Bucky become Winter Soldier halfway through First Avenger, it wouldn't hit you nearly as hard as it does when you get to the second film. And this is one of those cases I really think that they needed to go ahead and hold off. Let let Barbara be angry at Diana. Let that anger build and then go ahead and have her become Cheetah proper uh, in the third film. I might do a spoiler talk. I'll probably do a spoiler talk for Wonder Woman here, but I will say the the, the mid credit scene clearly sets up what I think will be the antagonist for the third film. And I'm going to just leave it at that. But uh, as far as my grade, and I've been going back and forth on this, I'm going to give this a C. I think a C is fair for this movie. Uh, a C for competent. Because uh, <laughs> there's stuff about this. Like I said, the cinematography is great. Uh, Chris Pine, this is the most Chris Pine has given a shit, probably since Into Darkness. Um but th- this is just one of those movies that I-, I-, I remember just sitting there going, you should be better, and I really hate that you're not better. As far as a, a comparison, no, this is not Thor The Dark World, because I had some people asking, oh, do you hate it that much? No, no, no. I, d- I didn't hate this movie. I, I You know, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's the best way I can put this. Um, assuming Patty Jenkins comes back for a third one, which is not a guarantee, considering how... Warner Brothers clearly tried to undercut her and underpay her, which is just great fucking job. I hope this isn't Patty Jenkins' last Wonder Woman outing because she deserves to go on a higher note than this. Um, yeah, this is just kind of frustrating because you know that this could have been a better film and what we got was this. So, uh, yeah, to see for me. But everyone, Wonder Woman 84, what did you think? Uh, let us know what you thought in the comments below. You can follow us, uh, like our page on Facebook at The Real Pineapple. And then don't forget to like our gaming page. That's Real Pineapple Games. Follow yours truly on the Twitter at JHunterRealPineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at NearmanTheFirst. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Tune up and Amazon Music at The Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. We'll have reviews up here soon for a teacher as well as for soul. Going to review that here probably tomorrow. Uh, But uh, yeah, we've got more reviews heading down the pipeline. Everyone, please stay safe. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of each other. Wear a mask and we'll talk to you soon.